What's happening? <laughs> Not much. I just saw that you're wearing a fucking singlet. And well, it's, it's hot out here, Nick. And it says senior football. Don't read it. Don't read it. It's all I've got. It can't be all that you've got. I've got another one that says the only you're, the on only it. thing you've got is a blue singlet that says senior football on it. Correct. Wow. Being it's poor does not suit you. You need fucking suits. You need berets and monocles and suits. Singlets as they sing football. It's not the only thing. It's not your vibe. It's not the only... I know it's not my vibe. I make fun of this vibe. But at the same time, I don't hate it. Um, It's the only thing I've got that will keep me... I'm so hot. It's like an oven in my room. Mm. Like, what else do you want me to do? Just take everything off. Yeah, well, I was previously butt naked. (laughs) I believe you. But I don't think we could have... You know, the serious be the same kind discussions. Of <laughs> I mean, we should probably try that at one point. <laughs> it, but it'd be less of a podcast and more of chat roulette. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. It's fucking hot here, though. What temperature is it over there? I'm actually staring directly into the sun. Um, so it feels quite warm currently. But Oh, me too, actually. Well, oh. not directly. Oh, it's like we're I'm, looking at the same sun. We are looking at hey, the God, same sun. Hey, let's That's both pretty... stare at the sun at the same time. Okay. It'll be so romantic. Ah! Oh, oh my nice. God. Oh my... Oh. Let's both burn our eyes at the same that time. That is a mistake. That well... Next... We should try it with the moon. Yeah, um, let's do it. Let's think that, that through next time. That is a trip, though. Like, I do, like, think of that is pretty special, you know, being so far away and... Oh, shut up! What? No, 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 continue. It's, you know, we can look at we can look at the same thing. If it was like a giant, you know, blimp. If it was air, a giant in the air, it would have been like even more special. Yeah, we just take it for granted that we're looking at the same ball of fire in the sky. I think that's pretty amazing. You know. I, call I, me call me a romantic. <laughs> yes. Um there is nothing more romantic than shared ocular deterioration. But no, it is lovely to see your face illuminated by the same burning gases that are illuminating mine. You, you too. How's things? What's new? What's new? Oof, man, a lot. A lot's, a lot's new. Cool. That's, all, that's it. That's everything. Can't, man. Fuck. Oh, I, you, I mean, there's so much. Am I right? There is a lot. There's a lot that you know. That I want, I want uh, you know, for all the kind of sh- stories and shit and... Whatever we 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 tell on this, I I've just and Nick Nick knows all about it, but I've just been sitting on this mother of a fucking story. Yeah, and I can't. Yeah, say it on the podcast, and I hope I'm hoping Soon. one at one point I can. Soon. I don't know how that will work out, but yeah, fucking hell. Soon, it'll be worth it. I promise. Just think oh, about yeah. the podcast stories. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm just I'm just trying to lift the embargo. Yeah, <laughs> you're just giving. This is like uh, Ben Affleck inviting us to the set of Justice League, just to give us a bit of a, a heads up. Hey, this is yeah. gonna be fun. You're gonna enjoy yeah. this. Yeah, it's you... a fucking ripper. Oh Ooh. man, have you been? You're homeless now, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm basically homeless. Um, my show got cancelled. I don't have a job next year, and I don't Yay. know what I'm doing with my life. So, uh... cheers, Chaza, cheers. 
Clink. Oh, you actually dinged your thing. Mm -hmm. mm. I dinged my No, thing. I mean, it's slightly more nuanced than that. But yes, my, my TV show is coming to an end and I'm basically all but done. I'm currently using up my loo days. So I've had a six-day weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and then Thursday and Friday, my last days in the office. And then that's that. And wow. that'll be... A little bit of stuff next year for me, maybe, but in a freelancey kind of role. So what are you What are you doing in the meantime? Is there still stuff to work on, or are you just watching? Huh? Is it just like the teachers put on a it's, movie? They just put to, on Flubber just to write it. We yeah. all sit there, and then like Flubber. the diligent ones uh, scrape the chewing gum out from underneath the desk. I wouldn't mind watch rewatching Flubber actually. I, I like wonder that how that holds up. I mean, I think the graphics would be pretty great. Yeah, I think McDonald's did a promotion for that. You know, back in the day when McDonald's gave away seriously great toys. And <laughs> Before the bloody PC police came in and said you couldn't be able to swallow it. You exactly. Know, it shouldn't have lead in it. Yeah, but, but. they did have a flubber, flubber promotion. Um, and they had like a little... Oh, it, was just, it was just amazing. Just a bomb. Yeah. yeah. I, I do fucking... I hate the way I look in this... Single. I feel like you just wanted to, you know, show off the pecs. You've been hitting the gym. You got your beach bob ready to go. You know what? I have been hitting the gym, but pecs, the pecs, I cannot, I cannot work out. I think that's the same for me. I don't know how to do I'm it. Flat chested. Like, I've looked up some, some stuff online. I've asked a few of the, few of the dudes down at the gym, um, but they're all telling me like you got to bench press, you know, not this way flies decline incline I'm like can't do that i can barely lift the bar <laughs> that's the problem see the, no one thinks about gymming for the average dude who just no, wants pecs don't. yeah how do you just how do you just skip to can the, i just how do, get the body how do i fast track it what do, I have to do? <laughs> who do who do i have to pay oh well well maybe maybe over summer no not over summer it won't happen Okay, well, uh, trying to remain an optimist, but, uh... Hey, um, welcome to Deepport, everybody. It's, uh, lovely to have you here. It feels like summer, as, uh, the famous band Weezer would say. Uh, and we're happy to have your company here for this internet talk fest. Uh, sitting through the internet today, Michael Zabrecki. Hi, Zay. Hi, Zay. Hi, Zay. And it's me, it's Nick. Hello. What are we going to talk about today, Michael? You always ask me. I know. You always ask well, me. you should get in first. No, I feel like you do. I've been, doing, I've been doing my verbal reps. I've gone through all of the processes. I've done the intro. Go straight yeah. into what are we just talking about today. If yeah, you want to intro do... one time, then yeah, you know, but... stretch that muscle. Go ahead. Because you always, you always lean back, I feel. You was, you're like, lean back, <laughs> wait for me to something, say something stupid, which I'll just... inevitably do if you just shut up for long enough. And I'll... <laughs> I'll just say something stupid and then you'll react and come swooping in like Batman and, you know, save the day with your rationality and your ethics. Yeah, everyone knows Batman, known for his ethical behavior. I was doing the air quotes then. Okay. I thought of a good joke the other day. I'm looking and forward to hear it. By thought of, I meant, I mean red. <laughs> okay, right, so what? this is a slightly different, yeah, but no, continue. What, what do you call it when Batman skips church? What do you call it when Batman skips church? I don't know. Christian Bale. <laughs> Quite good. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. You read that. Yeah, I did. Oh, I'm going to Google that and then find who it is and applaud them. 
Ah, ah, ah! They just got me nose a bit. Rose coming out my nose. <laughs> yes, the ultimate comedy goal. Um, uh, you know, um, you know. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I do remember it. I went and got this tooth pulled out. See this? Hold on. Thank God. Why? You well, because the aesthetic. Well. This thing was happening. Fits your new like tough guy persona. (laughs) He says as he pulls up his senior football t-shirt. What sags? I don't see. Look, this looks too like. Yeah, that's a bit revealing. (laughs) Um, uh, because this thing was happening where I would get drunk and then I would ask people to hit me in the face because I liked how it felt. What? Uh, every time I like, got a little bit drunk, I'd ask people to, to Wait, sock me one. When? Why? Oh, How? just like over the last couple of months. Uh, and and I was just, um, you know, got, kind of like got used to it. Like, like actually kind of felt good after a while. Like once you learn, I, I think it's a good skill to have. Like you learn, especially if... If especially if you're you're a, a you got my sort of personality, I think it's very important to learn how to take a punch. So when you inevitably do get one out in the street or wherever, that you're not completely caught off guard. You're like, oh well, this is not an all you know, it's not a completely strange feeling. Anyway, so I was getting you know probably once or twice a fortnight, um, getting a couple of punches to the face and most people are right-handed i actually had a crown or a feeling i can't remember which one just on this tooth right behind the front tooth um and it was it, it's been in there for maybe 10 years anyway after a couple of months of this uh, nonsense uh the crown fell out and then my tooth uh, got infected like i think it was actually broken off into two parts in my mouth but it got infected um, and it kept filling up with this like cyst thing, and so every time like I I tried to not eat on that side, but sometimes you forget, and it was like you get something jammed up on there, and then it would just immediately just go, and you'd have to like pop it. Like honestly, it's gross, but, but when I'd go to the mirror and I'd just push it slightly like this, it would go all over the mirror. Anyway, um, so that was going on for a while. That happened probably. That the crown, the feeling fell out about a month ago, and then I went to the dentist. But because you know I'm not, I've, I've held off going to the dentist because I don't have much money. Um, so I got, uh, you know, I've got one of those low income healthcare cards. Um, went, found this dentist that honestly, on Google reviews, it had two stars out of forty seven reviews. So I wasn't hopeful, but all the reviews did say that it was the cheapest dentist. So I went there, paid $28. Have you seen Apocalypse Now? <laughs> well, it basically felt like felt like that. It felt like I was in like a war zone. And you go in there, people are crying, you know, grown-ups, um, old people, whatever, me. And that was just like just to get my name checked, <laughs> checked in at reception. And then I went through, there's this like basically rows and rows of dentists in chairs there's no privacy or anything like that they're just off like doing people anyway the woman took quick x-ray of my of my tooth she was like yeah your tooth's fucked i can take it out now um and i I just assumed that it would like cost a lot of money i was like 
uh, yeah, okay, well, if you think that's the best way to go, let's take it out. But um, how much is this going to cost? And she said, did you already pay your $28 up front? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, that'll cover it. And I was like, really? This can't be good. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can do it. Anyway, she, she puts four injections in my in my mouth. First time I've ever like properly felt a needle go right in my mouth. Like, I felt it. Um, and then she put like a clamp thing on and I could feel like my numb, my mouth is going numb this time, but I could feel the metal kind of contraption, whatever it is going up, <laughs> could feel it up there. Most horrible feeling in the world. And anyway, she just yanked it out. She said it came out in two pieces. So it's obviously been broken in my mouth. Came out in two pieces. Um, wouldn't let me take it home. My mouth hasn't stopped bleeding, though. Actually, it only stopped bleeding like an hour ago. And that happened yesterday. Oh. So my tooth came out. I mean, I've, I've, got a, I've got a whole bunch of codeine, though. Went to the pharmacy straight after. I told her the whole thing. Uh, looked for, like, the youngest one there, the youngest pharmacist. And I was like, what's the, what's the strongest legal painkiller I can get? And she was like, yeah, just you can have this. So, uh, yeah, it was all good. All good on the hood, but I'm missing a tooth. Michael. Yeah. Michael, that is such a fucked up story in so many ways. Like, there are Why? so many levels to it. It's like, it's like, have you seen The Dark Knight? It was like spiraling down into, like, the pit at the yeah. bottom where someone was, like, trapped in a cage for, like horrible torture it did feel like that at points that but but like it started and then you brushed straight by the part where you were like oh yeah so i've been having people hit me in the face for a few months and that wasn't even the point of your story that was the setup to get you to the part where you went to a doctor but putting aside that entire fucking conundrum which you have not mentioned at all previously, then the fucking body horror, which I was not prepared for, of you going to what clearly seems to be basically a vet pretending otherwise (laughs) (laughs) to have someone screw like a metal clasp into your mouth and take out pieces of your tooth. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant at all. What the fuck? Now that you you mention it, there was... There was a a dog and a chimpanzee on either side of me, so... Um, Shit, man. I mean, Jesus, give yeah. a guy some warning. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty horrible, but all good. Just well, I'm on. glad that the bleeding stopped. <laughs> yeah, well, she didn't say anything about... Like, she's taken, like, a chunk out of my face, basically, out of my mouth. And she, she just didn't... She just said, you can go. She, she, I said, can I take the tooth? She said, no. And I said, why not? And she's like, because it's like a... They um, grind it up and snort it. <laughs> For a, um, um, What's the right... What do they do with right... What's, what's that word called? Is that fertility? Fertility? It's not, no, it's not fertility. It's like virality. Virility? Virility, yeah. yeah. The dentist. And they need it because it's the highest rate of suicide. Isn't yeah, it? but that's just because they get access to all the good drugs. No, when I went there, I that was I kept thinking dentists have the highest rate of suicide, and I felt really bad. Like I felt like this was 
during the part when they were screwing the part into your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I felt I felt like I should like give him a hug or something. Like I I assume you're depressed because statistically, you know, you are because you're a dentist because you're a profession. Is that the actual statistic, though? Is it that there's depression it's, at a high number in dentistry, or is it I, just suicides higher? Because depression might I be the same across all jobs, but it's just easy to get your hands on all the good gas. Well, it's one of those facts that you know gets passed around, so I don't actually know if it's true. But it was, I think it was that and like flight air traffic controllers because they have stress and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It might not be true. No, I think you're right about the suicide, but I don't think it's necessarily higher rates of depression. I think it's normal rates of depression, but they can just, like, actually follow through on it. Why? Because they've got tools at their disposal. Yeah. It's like... It's well, like, why, would, why wouldn't doctors do that? Or pharmacists? Well, it might be, but maybe doctors don't get a break enough to, like, actually go and do it. But, like, it's this... I think... I, my, my impression was it's the same rate of depression as the rest of the general population. It's just that they can be like, oh, yeah... They kind of have access to all their own drugs themselves. You don't need to go get like an anaesthetist or a pharmacist to give you some good stuff. But surely, surely everyone has access to suicide. I mean, I mean, I guess. But it's because they don't want it to be painful. Or public, mm. maybe. Yeah. I am sweating like a hog. Yeah, and also you're <sighs> bleeding onto the. <laughs> Probably. All right. So I was thinking the natural progression to our. Um, last time podcast chat in the wake of everything that's happened in the last month is to follow up on what we've kind of been talking about on and off um, over the past few weeks which is can you separate art from the artist this has come about particularly in the wake of louis ck having been an admitted uh sexual i don't want to say predator i don't know what the word is uh I well victimizer <laughs> Mis- miscreant is victimizer a word yeah someone who can victimize someone someone who creates victims yeah wow that's weird. sexual assaulter anyhow um, yeah yeah so <sighs> yeah it's we're revisiting um, something that we discussed a bit more directly in the past podcast which was the fact that men are being increasingly called out in a very positive and reaffirming movement um, that their sexual misbehaviour towards women in particular and occasionally towards other men um, has seen a lot of icons, um, well-known people um, uh, called out for their misbehaviour. The latest of which was Jeffrey Tambor of Transparent and of Arrested yeah. Development, but uh, which include Harvey Weinstein and mm. Al Franken. Uh, Al Franken and yeah. most, uh, well, not most recently, but um, Louis C.K. in particular yeah. as well. Um, <clears throat> and so the, the question that has now started to arise from that, as we're seeing more and more people from the entertainment industry, um, uh, you know, artists, auteurs, um, being uh, exposed for having done these things in the past. It is the ensuing question of, well, how are we meant to feel about the work that they've put out after we've learnt things about these people? Yeah. Um, do you have a particular uh, feeling about Louis C.K. now? 
versus what we I assume at one point were both um, pretty big fans of of Louis. His show was yeah. really good. His stand up was really good. Um, how do you feel about him now? Well, the, the first thing the first thing is like <clears throat> I was talking to um, one of my female colleagues who just put she, she's we always had um, we were always kind of you know reciting Louis C K bits all the time together. And, uh, she's she's a self confessed like feminist, like a quite quite a um, strident. Quite, yeah, she she wears it on her sleeve. But I was talking to her about it, and she she put it so well. She said the worst thing about it. Well, not the worst thing about it, but the worst thing for uh, the fans of Louis C.K. is that you really felt like he got it, and the way you know the way he talked, he he he, he criticized this stuff, and you feel like he you felt like he he understood. His his stand up like was kind of. Uh, painted him as the loser, as the someone aware of men's failings yeah. and of his own tendencies, which were bad, but he kind of made you love them for him, love him for them anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and it just kind of shattered, shattered <clears throat> the, uh, and ordin- ordinarily, to be honest, you know, I would say, you know, you know, with maybe like Michael Jackson, like, uh, and things like that. that wasn't never kind of proven, but like there was like an assumption there that made like probably something happen that I that I, I almost kind of could separate the separate the art. Like if they're a musician, maybe I think it, would, it could change. It. I think I would have an easier time separating it. But because because Louis to me wasn't just a comedian, he kind of um, he he taught me things and. I I th- I thought differently about certain things because of how he worded it uh, and the kind of type of things he brought up and it kind of just shattered like he was a he was he was he was a mentor in a way uh, not not comedically but like kind of um almost ethically you know do do you, do you ever do you felt that at all um I wouldn't say I I followed Louis as like a mentor in that way. I think I was inspired by him in terms of his creative expression. I admired the fact that he was able to make his show basically independently and he had this vision and he was able to go out and film it on like a low budget and turn in episodes that week to week could be completely different from each other and had a sort of humanity underneath them and, you know, he would edit them himself. He would write it with he and Pamela Adlon, he would, he would, you know, direct it himself. If you actually look at some of the like features that he wrote, um, or was interviewed about, you know, during the production of his show, he was talking about, you know, borrowing camera parts from people to, you know, make this thing, um, so that he had the freedom to do the show that he wanted. And that so what, you, you, you admired him as an, as an artist. Yeah. So that aspect of it, that, that kind of, um, that creativity, that authorship, that yeah. um, control and vision, you know, that kind of thing was always incredibly impressive to me. Which is not so to d- say that I didn't appreciate or like the things he was saying, but I, I, I wouldn't say that I, like, learnt from him in the same way that, that you've said, that you, you learnt things from him. 
I think I, I do have a tendency to kind of latch on to um, certain <laughs> male um, uh, I well maybe icons too icons is too strong but certain male figures, figures. Um, you know there was definitely Christopher I'm going back now I'm just thinking Christopher Hitchens and you know Richard Dawkins and Louis was definitely one of them and Rick Gervais Rick Gervais for sure and like I, de- I definitely just absorb as much as I can of these people. People who seem to almost have, like, a better understanding of the world. Yes. Like a cheat sheet to the world or, like, an answer. I, I felt like the, I, I shared... I fa- I, in, my, in, my, in my brain, I, I felt exactly the same way that they did and they could just articulate it for me. And so I just end up regurgitating what they said. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I I do feel like Louis was one of those people. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if if I would want to go back. And... It's, it's going to be weird to revisit that stand-up. Like, because there's stuff that he did which is funny, which is kind of independent of sexuality. So there's you know, like a lot of his stuff about being a parent, about raising kids, about the modern world, that kind of stuff. Those kind of observations, they still kind of work. Yeah, but but he did say, he did say, he did mention a lot of the time about him masturbating, and there's even that yeah. that bit in Louis where he goes on to Fox or something and debates someone about masturbating. It, it just feels like now it's a little. You, like, see, you it, see the truth underneath it that was you thought it was an abstract, like, or you thought it was, it was a ridiculous kind of um, twist on it to prove a point, but it actually yes. feels like it's very literal. Yeah. Yeah, it was like right about what you know. Um, yeah, I mean, what 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 did he what did he do exactly? So my understanding was that he he asked some women to pull his dick out and masturbate in front of them. And... Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in in the spectrum of things, it is not, I think, rape, as far yeah. as I've understood. Um, yeah. It was sexual assault in the sense that it was unwanted. Um, and oh, not oh, consented oh. upon. Uh, was was it not consented upon? Yeah, I, pretty... I think that I I I think the my understanding was that the question was not exactly warranted, was not exactly welcomed, but they did say. I think he did ask, and they did say yes. I don't know the specifics of each of them, but I didn't have that impression. Maybe it's true of, of one of them or, or something, but I, the, the one that comes to mind, I, I feel like um, he asked, he kind of got started, and then people left the room. Oh, right, okay. Um, so I don't think it was like they wanted it. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, so it, 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 it wasn't a physical, um, as far as, uh, from what's come out so far, it hasn't ever been accused that he has, like, physically assaulted a woman for it. It's more that he's been creepy and, um, and presumptuous and, yeah, because he's talking about masturbation. Um, it's, it's kind of more like whipping it out in front of people who did not want it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's uh, it is gonna definitely color color the way that you watch that stuff. But I mean, and also in particular, the other weird thing about the timing of it all is that he's got this movie that was gonna come out called "I yeah. Love You, Daddy," which yeah. was 
apparently, like I haven't seen it, um, but about kind of an exploration of a bit of this stuff. Um, well, I think I think it, from what I heard, it was um, a. I think it was kind of based on Woody Allen, and um, you know his well, that was the his, his relationship with Mia yeah. Farrow, and um, yeah, yeah. So the um, I mean, if there was ever a time for it to come out, I suppose it's now. But it is going to make. I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you go I mean, back should, and watch should, this show. Should we should we ban it though? Like, what what good is? Should I we mean, ban what? Should we should the movie not come out? Um, I don't really see why. What I don't think is. that it's been banned from coming out. I mean, the, he's the, pulled the, distribution, the, or the studios pulled distribution because they didn't want anything. To, they don't want to be associated with him. But I think he, so. Again, my understanding that, was I think didn't he basically fund it all himself and make it all himself? He took the money from Horace and Pete. And basically made a movie out of it. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't think that it was through like a proper studio system thing. I think it was basically an indie release, and he was eventually going to sell it on his website, like his other stuff. So right. I think he pulled it independent of studios. Yeah. Um, and I, I take it that that decision was probably just based on the idea that um, the the market would not look. You know, no one would go and see it. Yeah. What well, he's he's got no chance of it actually being popular or, or seen on its own merits in this current climate. Yeah. Uh, I think, I do think society has to be careful and I think it's, it's the media. It's the media that is generating this stuff because there doesn't seem to be now a vocabulary that distinguishes between rape and pulling your dick out in front of someone. I think that they now, have I'm distinguished not, uh, that in this, in this situation. Well, no one has accused Louis C.K. of rape. I think it. I think it all gets clumped. I mean, if you look at Al Franken now, this that Al Franken, to be honest, was was a trickier one for me because Al Franken is doing is doing such good work in the Senate, and now it seems like he 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 groped someone, um, and there's a photo of him posing where he's pretending or maybe he's actually grabbing someone's breast while they're while they're asleep, which seems to be a joke because he's looking at the camera and everything. Um, that, that was one where I thought, where I th- thought like, is, is it, obviously these, these, these actions are completely horrible, but should we be, should we be, I think we should be careful about completely ruining someone's career. I mean, what, what we can't do anything. It's the media and it's hi- It's, it's hyped now. It is. The, uh, um, and I, th- I think at some point we'll, it will calm down from it because you can't, you can't keep, you, the, you run out, well, you won't run out of people, but people, get, people will get bored of this. Um, but I think, I think there needs to be some, I mean, at the moment it seems, it seems like Louis clumped in with Harvey Weinstein and, and Bill Cobbs, Cosby, they're all clumped in together. If, if that's what it seems like. Does it not seem like that to you? It's certainly, they're mentioned in the same sentence. But at it's, least in my mind, I don't think they're accused but, uh, of the same crimes. But and, there, and, there, there is association. You, but to you and to me, Nick, obviously. But we, but we have to think about the kind of the the kind of skim reader of the news, which yeah. is the majority of the population. Yeah, they are fair, getting popular. that's a fair point. But the the interesting thing that coming out of Al Franken was there was an article, I think it was in the New York Times. 
maybe it was in the New Yorker. I don't remember offhand, and I should really... Okay, so it was the Washington Post, um, and it was a column by Kate Harding, and it's called, I'm a feminist, I study rape culture, and I don't want Al Franken to resign. And the basic um, premise of it is that Al Franken did a bad thing, unquestionably, um, but that his role and his track record as a Democrat has been, on the whole, um, far more beneficial for uh, women at large and as a feminist and the power that he has in parliament, in government, to um, assure the progress of bills which uh, offer protections to women or uh, to counter bills that come through from the Republicans that would diminish those things yeah. um, uh, is more important than a resignation on the basis of sexual misconduct like this. Yeah. So um, it's a utilitarian kind of yeah. philosophy there. And but the, the same thing, the same thing was uh, of said of Bill Clinton though. Like he, he had a number of rape accusers and uh, but he did a lot for um, uh, women's rights as well. Yeah. I, I suppose that's the other, the twist on, on that original question of, you know, how do you read the art can you separate it from the artist? It's the same kind of twist on this, you know, except in, instead of creating art, this is their job. This is their work. How do you um, reconcile the individual behavior of someone versus their potential efficacy in government or their um, yeah. potential, you know, what do you, what do you do if, you know, some uh, climate scientist is on the cusp of some big thesis that, reveals some important news and they're accused of of uh you know sexual assault should they be forced to resign if it's at the you know literally if it would threaten the human race by not having that important piece of information yeah yeah it's a really complicated question and there's a lot there's a large large amount of politics playing here i mean there's I mean, on on the on the spectrum of things, I mean, Al Franken fucked up. If you hear anyone talk about him, anyone, uh, and they have spoken out since, talk about Al Franken, they're like, man, Al Franken was honestly just like the best fucking dude. And the interesting thing is, like, I'm not discounting um, the woman who made the allegations or the first one because the second one came out recently. Um, but she was, she is, I think she is working. She was a former news anchor who is now working for the Republican party. And there is, <coughs> there is, I mean, the Republicans are kind of, and Donald Trump are kind of fighting, you know, Roy Moore and the, um, yeah. and the, the kind pedophilia. of is it pedophilia accusations. It just seems like there's a Republican guy out now. And now there's a tech maybe on the, on, on the, you know, the Democrat guy and, um, well, the other thing with There's that political first woman game was that playing. she accepted his apology. Did she? Yeah. I did not hear that. The the accuser, the first accuser of um, Al Franken, accepts apology. I'm pretty well, sure that that's right. I mean, I, I look. I I feel really bad for whoever was affected by by Al Franken's behaviour. But fuck me, I hope I hope it doesn't. The um. The other thing which you just touched on as well was the whole Roy Moore thing, which is the fact that, that he literally committed pedophilia 
<laughs> Has multiple he been, times. Did he do it? Though? Like, is, is this alleged? Is this... Well, it's alleged, yeah. But it's alleged by multiple people. I think yeah. there's, what? I think it's in double digits now. Um, is this? Fucking hell. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty high. Eight, there was... uh, eight women have come forth as of the 16th of November. So it was young girls. Yeah, it was like 14-year-old girl when he was 32. Um, but the the Republican Party, uh, some of them have um, discredited him and asked him, you know, said he should resign. Um, but others, and particularly voters, like they've actually spoken to people in Alabama about it, um, they would never vote for a Democrat, so they're happy to vote for the sexual predator. Um, and that's basically so they can pass the legislation that they want to pass. They're happy to, you know, at what point do you draw the line between the ultimate goal being better than the crimes of the person? You know, it's the yeah. flip side of Franken. So if, if we're happy to say Franken ultimately could could do better things for the Democratic Party in preventing injustice to women, then at a certain point you have to see the parallel between the Republicans saying, well, ultimately Roy Moore could pass the tax cuts that we want. Yeah, but but the, the things aren't the the things aren't the same though. If they were, if there was an exact, if there was an equivalent, or even there is, there is, they're miles apart. Yeah, and, and you're right. Uh, Al Franken's a saint compared to fucking that guy, Roy yeah. Moore. No, I mean, it is the same question, but it's taken to different scales. The other thing was Lena Dunham. So Lena Dunham's been persecuted for... So one of her staff writers uh, was accused of sexual assault and she has um, gone to his defense. Did you see this? I did see, but only like loosely. Um, so she, she's she's been attacked mercilessly by people calling her a hypocrite, saying, you know, you you say you're for um, let, let's let's vilify all sexual predators unless it's one of my stuff. This kind of this kind of stuff. But um, if you if you, I, I read a couple of uh, pieces on it, and it do, it does sound like that there is there's not much evidence um, to support the claim. And like it, I think. You know, pe- people, people are so quick to just like if you if you even if you even suggest now that we should hear the other side, then you're a sympathizer um, of the sexual predator. I think pe- people are so quick now to just say, uh, you know, that 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 guy's a sexual predator. One person says it. That guy's a sexual predator. And everyone's like, oh, yep, okay. Sexual predator, sexual predator, sexual predator. Maybe he is, but we need to be so fucking careful. We're going to ruin people's lives if we're wrong yeah. about this. this. Is precisely why we shouldn't. Why? Why the same people would argue against the death penalty? Because what if? What about that one percent chance that they're wrong? Those same people will will, will argue that argument. But it's this. It's it's hype. At the moment, and it's, it's it just feels a little too easy to me to just, um, to just kind of jump on the side. And I, you know, I even I feel Seth Meyers doing it a little bit, and it's turning me off. John Oliver's doing it a little bit, 
just it, I just feel like it's so easy and it shuts down conversation. And a lot of people on the left, a lot of the time, they just get so fucking disgusting with their language, and it's and it and it's okay because. But it's so they don't understand. It's so easy. Like anyone could do this. Anyone could jump on a bandwagon and you know start throwing stones. Anyone can do it. It takes it takes a, a lot more um, maturity and patience and discipline and intellect to sit back and and properly evaluate things. And when 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 the evidence shows that you know someone is someone is a predator, then fuck yes, then fucking call that person you know call them predator and you know if they if they've if they've done horrible things and they don't deserve to be in a position of power if they're in one then fuck yes take it away from them but just i just want i just want i just wanted to be people to be careful yeah yeah i do hear you um and it is certainly a risk and and the the stink of being labeled uh, you know, with a sexual assault brush is something that does not come off, not easily. Um, there are two sort of points that I'd raise in counterpoint. One is how how ultimately, as us, as a bystander, are we meant to judge the validity of these accusations, other than via other people's you know news reporting or or um, assessment of it. Um, and what, what, sorry, what do you what do you mean? So I mean, it's not like we're able to go and look at the accus- uh, the evidence or the speak evidence. to the accuser. Yeah. So it is all coming secondhand to us. Um, so uh, you know, I guess ultimately that means need to check the um, you know source that it's reporting it. Yeah. But well, it, it's all it's all hearsay. That's it. That's is that assuming that not that's. Assuming that not everything is going to go to court. True. Yeah. I mean, and some things won't. I mean, yeah. just by the nature of um, you know the passage of time, some things it, fall out of the purview of the the law. But that's what that's why we have that's, that's that is why we have courts. Yeah, but then the yeah. other aspect to it is the fact that the delays on some of those um, cases are due to the power imbalance or to the situations or the perceived uh, money, repercussions yeah. or the money absolutely yeah. um, and it doesn't make it necessarily any less true if it can't be legally prosecuted but yeah. then the second point there as well is that it is a difficult line absolutely to not jump on the sympathizer bandwagon but also to try and retain objectivity and to not dissuade people from putting their stories forward if they feel like they're not going to be believed. Yeah. And that's the flip side of it, which is that... Yeah, that's true. That you don't... You, don't you want, want to create some... an environment for people to feel like they, if they do... If they do... Uh, if something did have happen. an accusation to make that they feel comfortable and they don't feel like they're going to be up against the fight. And that, that's, the, that's the tricky... I don't even know if, if we'll ever be able to resolve that conflict i guess ultimately it just relies on society being at a place where it has the processes to deal with it and it's kind of be through through these kind of it feels like it's going to be through these kind of um initial 
you know, forays into properly prosecuting and holding people accountable for the crimes that are coming out now that will test the waters as to whether society is seen to be able to, you know, write people off. Because yeah. even a decade ago, you look at someone like Mel Gibson, he's back in Hollywood, he's he's working, Woody Allen's still working. You know, if it's the question is going to be whether it sticks, whether yeah. whether people feel like their accusations um, were taken seriously, and whether the repercussions were real. Yeah, and you, you know, you know, it would solve it <clears throat> if you know, like in Minority Report, where we got got like three like Oracle type people in, yeah, in pre crime, and we had pre crime. And we could just like record, like record everything through these like special Balls. people's memories, yeah. like you know, yeah, that would solve it. So that would. Hey, that's my that's my um that's my shout out to Elon Musk. Yeah, get on it. Get on it. <laughs> Forget the semi trailers and the windmills or whatever. Um, and because it feels like coming back around to uh, put a nice bow on it, I bring up the fact that. Sarah Silverman, um, in her show last week, um, did a bit of a monologue at the start about Louis C.K. Isn't she? Isn't she the fucking best man? She's fucking, pretty amazing. I fucking and, love um, it. If you haven't seen her, I encourage you to go and watch it. But the definitely go watch. Uh, it's only like and two her, and a half minutes. It's, it's her, actually, you know, like her show, "I Love You, America," is so fucking good. She, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I might fucking have to watch. Look for it's, it it's, it's, it's part of that monologue. Yeah, anyway, yeah. go on. Um, so she has been friends with Louis for years, years and years. I think she says 25 20 years, years something yeah. like that. Um, and close friends, been on his show, knows him well, and yeah. um, really didn't want to comment on these allegations about him or, you know, these yeah. what she takes to be truths about him. And she, yeah. she basically comes on to try and explain to people how she's feeling and how she's dealing with the... Um, the contradiction and the confusion about how to feel about your best friend who did bad things and whether or not yeah. that's reconcilable or, or whether yeah. you should stay friends with them or how, how you deal with it. Um, yeah. And it's something that I've also been kind of musing about a little bit um, because in the games industry, there was a, a guy and it feels like all very small frying in comparison to some of this stuff, but maybe two or three months ago, um, this guy, Nick Robinson was, um, revealed to have been basically jumping into people's Twitter, like private messages and requesting nude pictures of women. And it was someone who was like a kind of influential, um, video vlogger, like journalist kind of person who was funny and who I liked and who did a lot of collaborations with other people. And, uh, basically he, he lost his job and he, all of his like series on, um, Polygon and YouTube and everything stopped. And the people he was working with, never really commented on it and i was just having the same thought of like how if it's like one of your close friends someone's you you've worked with for you know years how how do you handle it do you is it the right thing to cut them off is it do you need to be there and help them understand it do you need to be the the voice of support or the voice of admonishment or it, like I, I don't know how you would even start to tackle that well I, I what I think I think at the end of the day these people do need friends and if you're if you, if you catch yourself in a position where you have been friends with someone that does something horrible 
that you kind I th- I I I would say that that uh, ignoring it or um, you know kind of turning your your back on them like you know someone in fucking Scientology does if when they leave the church you know I d- I don't I don't think that's a, I think you I think your job is I think you've got a more of a responsibility to be there as a friend, um, not not necessarily to to say hey everything is going to be alright, but or to, to kind of it. Yeah. try to try and push them in a direction and help. You're in a position where you can help there. You could you could maybe uh, push them in a in a direction where they could change for the better. Uh, and I think I think just um, just turning your back on it is is not. Uh, no matter how horrendous, I don't, I don't think turning mm. your back on it is going to do any good. Well, then ultimately the question is, uh, what, what, do, do, how do you forgive someone? Do they people deserve forgiveness? Do they deserve to, if they show progress or understanding, get back to where they were? Do, is it if if in a hypothetical situation Mel Gibson had atoned for his sins and and shown how he changed and and in in a real literal sense like fixed himself do do we have the ability to let them back in how, how do you well, reward that do, do that should they never be able to make anything again or do what yeah, they're doing no yeah, i don't think so and I, I and on mel gibson I, I feel like he has done more than enough time to be honest like people but, are people but, people but are you're asking just, you're just are you are you ascribing time out of the spotlight with change having taken place in his behavior or did he basically do what you joked about earlier which was um sit with the dunce cap you know stayed in his bedroom and then waited for time to come out but didn't actually change well yeah okay i don't know but it's, i i can't imagine some someone who i mean he 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 went through an absolute media shitstorm. He was he was passed through the grinder. You can't. I I I'd be very surprised if you come out. I mean, he does seem a little psychotic now, to be honest. But um, but I'd be very surprised if he came out with a, with a still a lack of self awareness. I mean, it was a but drunk a I mean... drunken a drunken tirade. Maybe it is rooted in some. Uh, prob- it's probably he's a staunch Catholic, isn't he? Like, he's probably rooted in some very Prejudices. religious. Yeah, um, but I, but I mean, if it was my gra- my my grandma's probably said the same thing that he did. Like, yeah, you know, but he, your grandma doesn't get millions of dollars for you know appearing in movies. No offense to you. No, she she should. I <laughs> pay for that. Mel Gibson. And Baba starring <laughs> Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home, where Daddy's a oh, no. no. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's just shades of grey, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's I think if I think if you see evidence that people have changed and have shown self awareness and have, um, uh, you know made the effort to understand what they did that was wrong and and seeked atonement from the people that they hurt or offended or um or whatever then i guess they should be allowed the opportunity to try again but i i would hope that it was from the bottom you know it's not like they walk back waltz back into where they were that it, it has to come through you know 
with but some it, setbacks. But it would it would never it would it could never be from the bottom because um, that that's not how it's, it's just not how it works. But it could never it could never be that. But you can't you, shake you, fame, but you can put in the hard work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But it, it just that's that's idealistic, and I just don't think it would happen. Uh, I... That you would just that you would just you know have to kind of, I mean, there'd be a certain amount of that with, with you know, you can imagine agents going, well, Mel, you you know, you're a, you're a, your your credits kind of on the on the on the low end, so you know, we'll start with this kind of. Um, this role in this small kind of indie Jodie Foster movie, and then you know we'll see where it goes, which is exactly what happened with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, but but you you have to hope that with that comes his a continuing effort from him to demonstrate his awareness, self awareness, and changing. You yeah, know? I mean, I yeah, I, I I highly doubt that that Mel Gibson. You'd hope that he's changed, but at the end of the day. Does it really matter if he has changed? I mean, he he's he's got some prejudice, and he's got some prejudice views against against Jewish people. But does it really matter if it's changed, or does it matter that he he won't get caught saying it again? It, it's probably the latter. I mean, well, I mean that's a to, whole other discussion as to whether to, someone should behave versus change their beliefs. You're not going to change. You're not going <clears> if if Mel Gibson's views are rooted in religious ideology then you know what really are you going to do you just you well, want you have to, to shut up about then it. that the system around it changes and doesn't offer those opportunities to people who have done bad things over those who deserved you know a, a voice of their own yeah yeah i probably gotta go yeah sorry we uh we had you a bit late but uh it was good to chat yeah, it was very interesting. Should very we, uh, interesting chat on board. Should we do a uh, quick check of the old mailbag? How about that? Mailbag. Mailbag. Oh, God, why is the lag so bad? doesn't matter. Why is the weekly mailbag Why is the lag so bad? Deep fuck mailbag. All right. Let's have a quick old check of the Magadad. You can, of course, send these questions to deepfort at gmail.com. Get your discussion points on the show. Uh, two emails. Two emails, Michael Zabrecki. First this one. Be good. Uh, October Statement, PayPal. Your monthly statement is now available. Brilliant. Um, so Thank we, you, we PayPal. Should, we should probably double-check that in a moment, see where... Wait, our... have, have we paid for this year, Nick? I don't know. Do, do you not know or did you not send me the bill? Because I feel like you didn't send me the bill this year. I, I, who could say? Second email. You could say. Uh, you could say. Second, sorry, just uh, all I ask for, Michael, is just a little respect. Just a, just a modicum. Well, you don't have it. You just straight out don't have it. Is this because you're a jock now? You're making fun of me because yeah. I'm doing the tech stuff and you're just sitting there and you're seeing your football flashing yeah. the pecs. Yeah. That's jocks. That's the noise that jocks make. Uh, email number two. PayPal. Your November statement oh, is available. Check it out PayPal. now. Fuck off. I still need to check that statement. I, they, I let it go a whole month. Um, so that's bad of me. 
Look, if if you if you still if you don't check it, maybe we'll have another segment. Maybe. So maybe maybe just hold off. And that and segment we'll would be two more emails to read out. Mailbag, mailbag, it's the weekly mailbag. Deforce mailbag. If you've liked this kind of stuff, then get on it quickly because Michael has to go facebook.com forward slash deepfoot, twitter.com slash deepfoot, emails as previously mentioned. And um, hop onto the old iTunes, you know, leave us a review. Five stars. Fuck yes, It's been a while since Michael's left his last review of us. You know, they're starting to run a little dry, so just jump on there. Yeah. yeah. I'm also running out of aliases. Yeah. Uh, do you remember a- your last alias? What was uh, um, M. Bezel. Was that true? No. Um, you could have gone a little um, bit. Why? I suppose they say, keep your lies close to the truth. You could have picked any name. You could have picked any of initial, but you went for an M because it feels real enough. You know what M. I mean? M. Make this short for Emma. Yeah. M. Bezel. Um, you know, where are you off to? Well, actually, I'm uh, go just going to the oven to get my lasagna. Are you, is it pre-made? Did it, you I, make it yourself? I made it you myself. It? No, I made Stop. it myself. Did you? Yeah, I made it myself. I cut it tell, into pieces. I froze it in the freezer. Tell me what's in it. Uh, there's some pasta, some lasagna. Oh, I missed an opportunity. Pa- oh, there's pasta. I, I missed and an opportunity. Some lasagna, is there? I missed an opportunity you there, did. Michael. I for- you didn't I, make. could have. We could have played a quick game of whatcha pasta, whatcha pasta. <laughs> I forget what the name is. It's a whatcha pasta, it's a who a pasta, it's a why a pasta, it's a pasta what? Sorry, I, I, it feels like a real crime that we didn't get to it, but next time. Yeah, um, so. yeah a little bit of that, a little bit of the old bechamel cream sauce, a little bit of the old uh, meat and meat and, and tomatoes and you know, some Start- parmesan on top. Starting to get the feeling that this is more less of a home cooked thing and more of a Weight Watchers uh, TV dinner microwave thingo. Hey, it's uh, coming up to summer. I've got to fit my beach bod, you know, into these tight swimmers. What? <laughs> spoken, spoken like a true beach goer. <laughs> <laughs>